We're clear for takeoff. Again, everybody, welcome to the podcast you've been waiting for, Kings of the Heart. My name is Tariq Omari Walton, and I am joined by my brother, my partner in crime, the one and only Dr. John Hart. Dr. Hart, how you feeling, my man? Feeling good, brother. Brother Reek, it's always good to see you. It's always good to be in space. Indeed, space indeed. You, man. Yeah, you know, man. Another great King of the Heart uh, episode. Um Always happy to be here, brother. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing fine, man. Doing fine. Glad to have you here as always. I know we got some good, good information for the people today. If you don't know, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Dr. John is also licensed in marriage family therapist. And we come on here to make sure that we are bringing you the best in relationship conversations. That's what we do. You know, and today, today, the topic of the day is compatibility compatibility what is it what does it look like how can you build it into your relationship in order to build a healthier stronger more firm bonded relationship so let's get into the conversation dr john help the listeners out break it down how do you define compatibility within a relationship uh compatibility is a really it's a really important topic it's it's and it's interesting because I think it's both simple and it's nuanced. So compatibility from like a very simplistic standpoint in my mind is about um, like how easy, smooth, fluid the connection is between both people mm-hmm. along all different domains from uh, uh, some of the things that we've talked about. Right. One of the biggest things is like needs. Right? right. So one of the best ways from a simplistic standpoint of understanding compatibility is like, what are your needs? Does your needs and um uh, match or align with someone else's ability to meet those needs. Mm-hmm. It's a very solid way to kind of look at compatibility, right? So if you are someone who needs, uh, you know, um, needs validation, needs that verbal, you know, affirmation. So aligning yourself with someone who's very comfortable, it's very natural for them to be giving that outside of romantic relationships. That's a really, you know, uh, a very cliched uh, example, but it's a very simple definition in my mind about compatibility. I always think needs from a simplistic standpoint. Are you aligning yourself? Are Mm -hmm. you in a relationship with someone who is, and I'm going to stress this word again, comfortable, okay? Comfortable doing this, right? Um, And then compatibility is also very like nuanced as well, right? So compatibility in that it's ongoing, Okay. So when you're in a relationship, there are things that you guys are going to be compatible on and with. And then over, over time, as you always like to say, Brother Rick, that like people evolve, mm-hmm. people's needs change. Yeah. And also people developmentally go through things that put them in situations in which um, they're no longer interested in that or they're no, they no longer yeah. want or need that. Right. And so compatibility isn't this static thing. That's oh, what I'm trying to get at. It's yeah. not static. It's yeah. actually very fluid evolving process right. so when i say nuance that's what i mean because okay you guys may have been compatible in terms of your food choices and preferences mm-hmm. but 20 years down the line okay yo taste buds change man taste, taste buds change, change right <laughs> you know what i'm saying right also health implications yeah, dietary true. restrictions right of yeah okay. and so what does that mean in terms of compatibility does that mean the relationship is over no mm-hmm. but what it means is that it allows it should create more space for two things one for people, and I say this to my clients, for you to be 
more open about the other ways that you're compatible. So right. even though food was what bonded you guys and you're no longer quote unquote compatible there, mm-hmm. there are other things, there are other parts of the relationship that you are compatible there, right? And right. give effort to that. And it also gives opportunity to talk through some of the compatibility issues, right? So what does it mean to support your partner that's the key part of oh compatibility. Yeah. yeah even if you're not compatible you can still support your partner right so those are that's kind of like a quick overview of how i've like been navigating and talking and discussing compatibility mm-hmm. uh, um i mean what, what are your thoughts brother Reed? you know when i when i start thinking about compatibility the first thing i think about is that old phrase being equally yoked i think oh, about yeah. we, and, we talked about that like a few it was like season two right right and we had a big conversation yeah. about being equally, equally yoked, yoked yeah. right and what that really looks like but that's what comes to mind to me Really, how are you? How well are you aligned? How well are you? You know, how? What do you share in terms of your your worldview? What do you share in terms of you know just the actions and your behaviors? How aligned are you? How connected are you? How familiar, you know, are you guys? What is that you really share? How similar are you guys? So when I start thinking about the compatibility, what are the things that you share in common that make it basically easier? For you to interact with one another, exactly. Which you find a lot of part. times, you have people who are, you know, the the opposites opposites attract, right? To me, that speaks to the lack of compatibility sometimes. Yeah, you may be complementary. There's a difference between being complementary and compatible. You're when you're compatible, you're thinking about those similarities that you guys share, those things that really line up with one another, that really make the relationship interaction so much easier and fluid. But, you know, I think what happens is. A lot of times people don't think about the compatibility. Often when I begin with my couples, I would say by session two, we're talking about what does it look like to be in a healthy relationship? I want you to tell me the elements of a healthy relationship. There are two things that people very rarely, if almost never mention. One is compatibility and two is romance. I never hear about romance. No one, People are in such a bad place by the time they sit on the couch that they're not thinking about how important that element of romance is to the relationship, nor they think about the compatibility part. And we run into issues of compatibility constantly. Well, he likes to do this. I like to do that. You know, we don't like the same shows. We don't, you know, we don't like the same foods. We don't like to go to the same places. We have different relationships with our friends. We have different relationships with our, with our family. And all those things can add to the stresses in a relationship. But when you're with someone who you're more compatible with, someone who you're more aligned with, someone who you have very very similar um, thoughts and, and behaviors with, it just makes it much easier, much more fluid to be in a relationship with them. Not saying it's everything, but compatibility is a very important piece of maintaining a healthy relationship. You know, when you think about the different elements of a healthy relationship, why do you think compatibility, one, isn't often considered, but two, why is it such an important component of being in a healthy relationship? I think I think uh, that's a great question. That's actually a really great question. I think what comes to mind when I hear that is because I think people at times are in the business of trying to force that square peg in a circle hole. Indeed, yeah. And what I mean by that is I, I think compatibility is not usually at the forefront of people's minds because this is whole notion of, oh, we'll, we'll change them or we'll grow <laughs> yeah. together or we'll grow into it. Right. That's my, that's like, that's like my concise answer there. Mm-hmm. That's what comes to my mind. I don't know how that resonates with you, but your question is a great one. But in my opinion, what I've seen, I think it's a lot of people just on some tip of like, well, it's kind of like, 
I don't eat broccoli. It's like, I'm on a date. I don't eat broccoli. It's like, oh, well, I'll get you to eat broccoli. You know, like, yeah, you'll, right, you'll, you'll right. wait until you have my broccoli, which is right. something that really pisses my wife off. Like she, <laughs> hate, like she hates when people do that. I mean, we yeah. don't do that to each other, right. but she hates when she hears people do that, where it's like, I don't eat, I don't eat this. Uh, or I don't do this. And people mm-hmm. are like, well, when you're with me, like you'll, you'll, you'll enjoy it. And right. it's like, I'll teach you to love it. I'll teach you to love it. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the reason is because I think, I think a lot of people are entering romantic relationships under this whole notion of like, well, I can change this person or I can enlighten them. Right. And even if you're successful, what is that still communicating to your partner? Mm-hmm. I'm right. just saying right. that, that they're not enough. You know what, what they want isn't as important as you, what you want or who they are. You know, you're, you're constantly trying to change them to make them evolve into what you believe and want them to to share what you want. But you're not thinking you're not being accepting of who they are already. Correct. So, you know, you're not looking at the compatibility. You're looking at how can I change this person? Yeah. 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 That That's the first thing that came to mind, brother, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest. I don't mean, I don't know how that sits with you, but. No, I, I have to I have to agree. I have to agree. It is a lot about that. I think the other part, too, is that people aren't. Um, they're not discussing these things. You know, people, when they go out, you know, you're going out on first dates and you're, you know, you're going to restaurants and you're just, you know, exploring having each other. Having fun. Yeah, having fun. You know, but you, you just there's going to be things that you pick up on, the attraction. There, there are things that you're enjoying about the person, but you're not thinking really about, um, you know, where you guys are connecting. It feels good in the moment yeah. because you're just trying everything and everything yeah. seems very exciting. And so now you're into it and when those things kind of wear off those, you know, those first early, you know, exciting feelings and things that you're doing together, or you're limiting yourself to the things that you only, both of you only like, you get into the day to day and you realize, Oh, those are the only things things that we enjoyed. Totally. Oh, and, 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 you know, to your point, sorry to cut you off Mm -hmm. when you said that, it also reminds me about like um, how the couple's trajectory will also impact the compatibility. It's one thing right. when you guys are dating and you're not living together and then you move in together. Oh, yeah. Whole nother level. Compatibility. Right. Living styles. Come on. Oh, cleaning, cleaning habits. Yo. <laughs> you know, obviously you see how, yo. how incompatible you really are. Oh, yo. yo. Oh, you don't like. To, and but see, and that's what the complimentary part should kind of fill in exactly you know exactly and i think the problem becomes with that too and i don't want to get too far away from the point i think what happens there too is that people get so wrapped up in seeing how they're not alike they forget about how they can be complimentary because it feels feels unfair it feels unbalanced well you don't like to do this even though i don't mind doing it it feels unfair that i have to do everything well you're not really doing everything you know but that's a good point you you establish more balance there if you can't if you can't be compatible then how can you guys be more complimentary but i want to go back to the point about you know, when you are thinking about why it's so important, why is compatibility mm-hmm. so important in a relationship? If you can be complimentary and just, you know, kind of bounce off of each other, why is compatibility itself? Why is it so important to also find areas where you're aligned in your relationship? Uh, to reduce uh, relational strain, mm-hmm. to to yeah. maintain marital satisfaction, relationship satisfaction. Mm-hmm it's that comes to mind because like that's the key about compatibility that's why it's so critical yeah and, and that's why like you know whenever people are throwing out the cliche like well opposites attract i i i don't i always say to myself well, 
well, everything is relative. Of course, you and your partner are not going to be the same on every single right. thing. Right. And so we need to be more we need to be more narrow and concise in our language. It's not just the, the blatant opposites attract. No, I think to Brother Reek's point, we are we differ in certain respects to the point that hopefully in an ideal way we are compatible right. and that we can complement each other. So if I'm not that great at math and my wife is great at math, it's not just, oh, like John married someone who's great at math. No, it's my wife will be there to support me and, and be there for me when I'm struggling with numbers or formulas or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that makes me feel connected. See, so there's the other part to, of, of why compatibility is critical. It's, it's about connection. Yeah. When you, yeah. When it's, it's, it's one thing to be aligned, but I'm going back to my earlier point, but it's another thing to sit there and say, even the things that we differ, can we compliment each other? Because complimenting each other is another way to support. Right. It's another way to feel love. Yeah. It's another way to feel appreciated. You see how that works? I mean, like, Indeed. that's the other part, too, that to your point about, well, why is compatibility critical? Because there's notions built around support mm -hmm. that help with relationship satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Going to your point again about the whole opposite attracts thing. I think what people forget, yeah, opposites may attract, but does that help to sustain the relationship? You know, and oh, what happens course. is when people look at the whole, well, yeah, opposites attract. Well, to me, what I've seen is that really the opposite means that you're the other person's filling in the gaps that you don't have. So if you're not good at math and you have someone who is, well, yeah, opposites attract. So now you're good at math. So I don't have to worry about the math anymore. You can handle that. And I can go off and just focus on science. People look at that, but that doesn't really help to sustain the the marriage. So yeah, you may be attracted to someone who who doesn't have what you are, who doesn't have what you, um, or who has what you don't have. Then that's mm -hmm. the opposite. But mm -hmm. that that to me doesn't talk to, talk about the sustainability of a relationship. When you start talking about being compatible, now you're talking about, you know, what are we doing that does align that we enjoy together? Because I think the thing that people run into oftentimes is they are. They, they're meeting at one point, but they're often going in different directions. And so if you find cool. somebody who, you know, doesn't like certain kinds of foods that you love, well, how's that going to play long term? If you find someone who Correct. is a, a, a night owl, but you're a morning person, how's that going to play? If you find someone who doesn't like to work out, point. but you do, how's that going to play? You know, and you're thinking about these things again, long term. You, you might be okay with it at first, but as the days go on and you're finding that you guys are less and less compatible, mm -hmm. like you said, that relationship strain becomes so much more apparent. The it friction does. becomes so much more apparent. Yep. And one of the yep. ways that you want to be able to reduce that friction is find the areas where you guys actually are compatible. So let's yeah. talk about that a little bit. You know, What are yeah. some of the methods to developing compatibility if they don't already exist? Well, I mean, I mean, to, to even thinking about like if it already doesn't exist, I think if that's the scenario, then you really got to like both partners got to really uh, assess the situation. I don't think that's it mm -hmm. because there has to be some, some form of compatibility, I think, in, in every relationship. It, it don't have it doesn't have to look the same. But when you think about the idea of, um, you know, there's no compatibility, I think I think to be a little bit more narrow when I think about the work that we do inside a session I'm thinking more so about um, working with couples to highlight 
to identify and highlight more and more of the areas of compatibility mm -hmm. because what they're going to keep bringing is like here's how we're not compatible right and what that reads to us as therapists at times even off the record is kind of like so why the hell are you guys even together if all you do <laughs> is come in a session and talk about how incompatible you are yeah um and i gotta be honest because like you know we you and i the great thing about this podcast is something like sometimes we allow the audience to kind of understand like what marriage or family therapists are thinking in our minds at times, mm -hmm. though we don't share it. And that is one of them. It's a very common thing where you're working with a couple and every week I see you guys, you guys are talking about how incompatible you are. Right. And it's kind of like, so why are you together? Right. And so one of the things, what are you guys therapy, even working on here? Right. Yeah. So one of the things that we try to do is we try to identify, highlight and strengthen mm -hmm. the connection around here are the ways that you are compatible. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, if there's one partner of both parties who are just really struggling to even grasp on to the ways that they're compatible, there's then there's other issues there. But right. I think it's important to like identify them because I think what that what that does uh, is if people aren't seeing it, then we have to think about like why are we not seeing the areas in which you guys are compatible? Right. If if they're seeing it and not bringing it up as often then that's like other things going on, right? Like cognitive distortions. You're only kind of, you're that mental filter. You're only kind of filtering out like all the negative things. And there's things to kind of address that, right? Mm -hmm. We use CBT, we use like other kind of like therapeutic models. But, you know, for the most part, um, it's it's important to establish a process of talking about compatibility. And who's to say that it stops after you have, um really uh gotten to a point in your relationship where you guys are fully committed right, right. you talked about right. on the date i think dating is a great example of where you're trying to assess compatibility but why does it need to stop after dating right isn't right. it don't you're actually stop getting comfortable more more don't get comfortable right you know start you're... having more and more conversations about compatibility yeah i mean people get really really comfortable and say okay well we're here now so we can stop trying Correct. Now, one thing about compatibility is that you have to continue to try and when I think about right. the ways that you develop compatibility, how you can build compatibility, you have to explore. You know, if you're so stuck mm -hmm. into just what it is that you've always done, and this, this is what I like. I like to play video games. You know, so I need to be with somebody who likes video games. No, no. You know, they cannot like video games, but you can find other things that you both enjoy. And yeah, if you're going into a, a relationship with, you know, your own limited experiences, and they're coming in with their own limited experiences, some things are going to align, some things aren't. But the idea is that which is some, we're with someone new, and if you're trying to build something long term, well, you have to build in exploration. You have to try different things. I like to you know focus a lot with my clients around intellectual intimacy, and intellectual intimacy is the sharing of those thoughts and those ideas and, and experiences. And a lot of people don't really do that. They come in again hoping that the other person is going to bend towards what they want to do exactly and they stop trying to explore new things it's a big world out there to say to somebody well i don't like to take cruises well i don't like to fly but we both like to travel so we got to figure out something else we may not be able to you know take a cruise down to the islands or fly to you know to africa but we can find other ways to get around knowing that we both want to travel and so it's just right. working with like you said working with the things that you do have in common you both like to travel but you like to travel in different ways cool we can work with that, but you're not always going to find somebody who wants to do exactly what you want to do I, all the time. I totally agree. So you have totally to find agree. you have to find new things. You just have to Every, explore. Yeah, because everything is relative. I mean that. I mean that. That's that's what you're bringing up, and that's like, it's not just like a personal philosophy, but it's something like I'm always like preaching to my clients, especially the couples. Is everything is relative. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're not compatible, but combat, but in 
compatibility does not equal disconnect. It right. doesn't have to. All right. it means is when it comes to this area, we have to work a little bit harder. You have to work we harder. Need to be more That's creative, it, right? And we exactly. need to be more flexible. Yes. That's all it means. That's literally Keyword, what I said. Flexible. That's it right there. Flexible. If you are again so stuck on doing only what you know, right? You know, which is the definition of being conservative. If you're stuck right. on that, then it's going to be hard for anyone to build compatibility with you. You have to remain flexible. You have to remain open to experiencing new things. And I know for me, you know, there are times, you know, my wife is Jamaican. And so she's going mm -hmm. to bring a whole nother different kind of flavor into mm -hmm. our, our culinary experiences. Yeah, and there yeah. can be times where, you know, I just want what I want. Look at, yeah. I grew up eating like a lot of Italian food. I'm a New Yorker. I yeah. grew up with a lot of Italian food. There you go. And, you know, but we're not going to eat a lot of pasta because we're trying to change our, our diet habits. So she's going to bring new things to me. And right. if I'm going to be stuck on, well, I just want what I want, well, that's going to make it really hard for us to explore new things together or be open to experiencing what she knows or what she wants to experience as well. You have to remain flexible. You have to remain open to the idea that there are other things out there that you may also enjoy that you just haven't been made aware of yet. And that's the part that you guys explore together. That's how mm -hmm. you build that compatibility. You're, you're not just doing what it is that you know. You're exploring new things with each other that allow both of you to realize, hey, there's more to this. Maybe we yeah. both like it. Maybe we don't. Maybe one of us does and the other one doesn't. That's fine. As long as we're both open to exploring more, as long as we're both open to um, or are flexible enough in trying things that we just haven't tried before, you can build compatibility. I think what happens with a lot of couples is that they, they come to us and they see all the ways that they're not compatible and they have absolutely no hope of getting on the same page. Because they like this, I like this. What what haven't you guys done differently than what you always do? Oh, yeah. so you know, one person likes Italian, the other person likes, you know, uh, West Indian. Well, have you guys tried Southwestern? Have you tried Mexican? Have you tried other kinds of mm -hmm. cuisines that may help you guys align a little bit better? Not to say that you shouldn't still maintain some of your differences. That's fine. You can enjoy what you want to enjoy. You don't always have to have the same exact meals, but what are some things that you can do that actually help you guys come closer and enjoy some of the same things? That's the compatibility you should be working towards. Stop getting stuck in your own corner, feeling mm -hmm. like, you know, well, you're trying to change me. No one's trying to change you. Yeah, It's about growing and evolving as a person and opening yourself up to new experiences, hopefully with someone that is open just like you are and you're enjoying things together. That's what it's really about. How are you enjoying life together instead of being opposing forces all the time? Yeah. Yeah. You said a, you said a lot there. And one of the things I'm going to ask you this question and get your thoughts, Brother Reek, and that is. I wonder I wonder if one of the factors that um, really trips couples up around like compatibility and even um, being flexible and mm -hmm. being open um, is being comfortable. Right. We like what we like. Right. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. we like what we like. And I don't want to explore new things or yeah. other things. I like what I like because it's it's comfortable. Right. And I, I kind of wonder what are your thoughts about like the role people being comfortable or I should say maintaining status quo. There's no right? place for it. You ain't even got to finish the question. There ain't no place for it. <laughs> <laughs> right. There, there's, I mean, no, there's no place for it. I mean, there, there's a level of comfortability that you want to have with your mate and with yourself. That's fine. Of course. You know, you course. that's that's okay. 
But when it comes to, if you know that you're having a problem, being, and this is this is talking about or focusing on the issues that we're having. If you have a problem um, finding areas where you guys are compatible, then you're going to have to step outside your box. You're going to have to you be have uncomfortable. To. You're going to have to you try have to. things because you have a lot of people who, you know, I'm thinking about my couples who one person loves to go out and the other person's a homebody. Yeah. Well, guess what? There's a lot of those. <laughs> As a, a homebody, you're going to have to push past that level of comfort you have with just being home. If you want to actually find more that you have in common with your mate, you may have to get out the house and explore more. As a person who loves to be out all the time, you may have to, you know, sacrifice going out and stay home with your spouse in order to find more balance and find things that you enjoy doing together at home. Well, I don't like to just sit home and be in front of the TV. Okay, well, you don't have to just be home. In front you don't of have TV. to be in front of the TV at home. <laughs> there, there are other right? things you guys can do together yeah. at home that yeah. makes it a much more fulfilling experience. So people again get so stuck in you know what they're used to and what right. they want to do and they're it's comfortable the black, with that because that's that black and white. You, I mean, right. you're bringing up really white. great right. examples right. because it's like, well, I like to go out because I don't want to stay at home and 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 be like I hear that all, all I don't the time. Stay home and be and it's like, but who says that's the only thing? Same thing right. with people who are oh, I'm a homebody. I don't want to go out and be in a noisy club. Who said anything right. about a club? <laughs> like, right. That's literally what I say, folks. Like in these sessions, I'm like, but who said anything about going to the club? Yeah. Yeah. Who said anything about going to the club? Let me ask And then you. they just sitting there looking simple because it's like, yeah, you see, you're you're getting defensive and you're you're getting uncomfortable and you need to understand that like no one going back to your over, no one is changing you. Mm-hmm. But my God, you signed up to be in a relationship. You right. have to be comfortable <laughs> um exploring things. And I also want to say before I lose this thought, you had said something I think is very powerful. And I, I didn't I don't want to say I didn't think of it that way, but I never thought of it explicitly is that for both parties to explore ways that they are uh, compatible or even explore fighting through or negotiating what uh, in an area where they're incompatible, like Mm -hmm. negotiating both, like how can we kind of meet in the middle or manage this incompatibility? Like you were stressing something and that is like, that's also a very bonding and connecting experience as well. Very. Because you kept stressing like doing it together. Yeah. Because if you keep the status quo and no one changes, that's a very lonely process. Mm-hmm. But but if both people are being pushed, if there's equity around like, okay, I'm going to step out, I need you to step out as well, it's still a very connecting experience yep. at the end of the day. Right. I didn't want to lose that thought. I just no, want to kind of... Like you're building that intimacy. That. You're building intimacy. That's what yeah. we're talking about. It's a bonding experience. You want more intimacy in your relationship and not just the physical, sexual intimacy. We're talking about the intellectual, the spiritual, the emotional and it's through these experiences, it's through the intellectual intimacy that actually helps to enhance the emotional intimacy, which then in turn enhances the physical intimacy. The closer you're feeling, the more aligned you're feeling intellectually. Well, guess what? That opens up more room for vulnerability and validation when it comes to that emotional intimacy. And now because you're, you're, you're feeling more vulnerable with somebody, you're allowing yourself to be more vulnerable and you're trusting and you're feeling safe. That bond is going to spill over into the physical side. So if you wonder why you're suffering on the physical side of, of intimacy, it's probably because you're, you're neglecting these other areas. You're not focusing on building closer bonds, both emotionally and intellectually and spiritually. You need yeah. those. Yeah. One thing I, I want to make sure we don't get too far past this point. One thing we didn't discuss are what are the crucial areas of compatibility? What are some areas that you think are crucial for couples to be compatible in in order to help maintain or build a healthy relationship? What are some of those areas? 
I think finances that always comes that's up. The first in my thing mind. that came to my mind too. Uh, that's how, a big one. How so? How <laughs> so? Big one. I mean, um, it could be as simple as I'm a spender. My partner is a saver. But it can also be situations in which there are different goals around finances. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to keep taking my yearly trips. Um, and the other person's like, we need to save for college for the kids. Right. right. So just even financial planning and the finances, like there's there's some compatibility. That's an area that has to be worked out. Right. I think um, sex and intimacy is always one of the biggest ones. Yeah. You have people with a very strong sexual appetite. You have people who I'm are like more conservative and vanilla. <laughs> who yeah, don't want to try you know, different things. Yeah. I, I don't want to try or even like the 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 amount of sex. Right. I don't really need it. To right. Be, right. Yeah, that needs to be talked through. Um, um as as an expecting father i mean also like parenting Parenting, co-parenting is one of the most difficult things it comes up in almost every session right even if it's not i mean so co-parenting is hard like you're looking at parenting behaviors Mm -hmm. attitudes values are you guys in alignment are you guys compatible right um you know what what are your opinions about you know disciplining and all that all that i mean you have to have that that kind of conversation right right because if you guys discipline very differently well, how is that going to show up in a relationship? How is that going to show yeah. up in your in your parenting styles? Exactly. You know? and, and exactly. so that has to be worked out as well. Yeah. yeah. And I think the last one, I mean, just I'm just thinking about the very prominent ones is um, it's kind of what we're talking about. Lifestyle. Lifestyle is a big one. Lifestyle yeah. compatibility is yeah. huge. You have people who are like, I'm a homebody. Like, and you have people who are like, I love to go out. You have people who are literally like, um, oh, I, I, I drink often. Mm-hmm. Other people are like, I don't drink. Uh, some people are like, um, I like exploring new places. Some people want to keep going to the same damn place they've been going to <laughs> the last 10 right. years. And it's all cool. Like, it's all fun. But lifestyle. Also, you, you brought up some really good ones earlier working out i have couples of which one person's like i work out all day every day mm-hmm. and their partner's like the only thing i lift is the remote and and nachos <laughs> and my, you know and my beer like, right like, yeah you know what i mean um i mean lifestyle is also like how social you are some people are yeah. like yeah i talk and chat with my friends like often we go do happy hours other person's like i only got a real close network of people and i don't really so the lifestyle is a big one. Yeah. So I think those kind of four or five, I don't know how much I listed so far, but those ones I see as tremendous, tremendous implications for a relationship. Yeah. And I would say lifestyle to me is probably, like you said, the biggest one. Yeah. When people ask me about myself and my wife and, you know, how how we met and how we got got along, I think about how compatible. That's one of the first things I, I mentioned, you know, how compatible we are. That's the biggest difference between who we are together versus who I was with anybody else. Yeah. Might have enjoyed time with other people, but my wife and I are so compatible. We're both yeah. workout enthusiasts. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we both focus on nutrition. We're both artists. You know, we're both mm-hmm. exploring the arts. There's there's so many different areas, you know, just in terms of our family, family dynamics. You know, I look at her mm-hmm. family, um, which is, we you know, West Indian and how they how they interact. And I look at my family, how they interact. They're so perfectly aligned. So we just blend mm-hmm. very well. We blended very well into each other's lives because of that yeah. compatibility. Um, you know, we just enjoy, we both enjoy traveling. We just had so much in common that made it just so easy for us to get together. And we continue to explore. We continue to just be flexible and, and open to doing new things. And again, these are things that I think a lot of people don't consider until they get further into a relationship and realize, oh, we don't, you know, we interact with our friends very, very differently. Like I mm-hmm. have a lot of friends. You have very few friends. You mm-hmm. know, I'm very close to my family. You're not close to many people in your family at all. And you don't, yeah. you don't realize how that's going to interfere with the way that you're, you know, you're developing your relationship as, as time goes on. But again, you know, I think again, just about our level of compatibility and our lifestyles and the way that we view the world, our, our worldview, 
Even mm. though we have different spiritual practices, our worldview and the way that we interact with the world is very similar. And I think yeah. those are the things that you really want to take into consideration, things you want to explore and talk about before. That that should be part of the, beyond the dating process, getting more into the courtship you know, and relationship um, phases of, of, of being in a relationship. Um, you want to be able to explore these things. You want to make sure that you are compatible in these areas before you move into engagements and, and marriages. And you have yeah. time to. You know, you take your time. If you go out and you're, you're getting to see each other in the world together, you'll see how compatible you are. And if you don't see that compatibility, you have to work on, you know, work on the compatibility as well as recognize where you guys are more complimentary and how you guys can balance each other out. But you don't yeah. want to depend on the complimentary part. You want, you, want, you want to make sure that you are truly compatible. My last question here, what is the difference? Because I think this has, is important to be discussed. What's the difference between compatibility and chemistry? Because people focus so much, especially early in, in dating, they focus on the chemistry. Oh, you know, we have this great chemistry. Well, what does chemistry really mean? And how does that look different than being compatible? Yeah, I think for me and, and, and you know, people are more than open, you know, to anyone arguing against this. But I think for me, how I've kind of uh, dichotomized like both of those is I think chemistry, I kind of see it synonymously with like, you know, the vibes, the vibe between us, like how are we vibing? Um, and what what that with with me doing it like that, it, it, it lets me know that the implication is that the chemistry and the vibe can change any time. Right. I mean, because that's just how it goes. Your mood, right? your compatibility. Attitude. Right. Right. Compatibility, I'm thinking, is far more enduring. Mm-hmm. I'm using that language. I'm using that term very intentionally. If you see the way that I'm kind of breaking down the two, it's like, you know, vibe and chemistry. It's like it, it's fleeting. Mm-hmm. It, you, you know, it could be high, it could be low, it could be neutral, it could be, it could be passionate, it could be right. Back, right. But I'm thinking like compatibility is far more enduring. It's evolving. It's a process. It's far more, more uh, nuanced. It also is. It's and, and it's in and, and and it's not. Uh, it's not subjected to some of these like temp, these temporal or seasonal kind of situations. <laughs> right. Right. So so who says? Yeah, our compatibility in January was great, but in December it wasn't. You see, that's what I mean. But that's what vibes do. Yeah. That's what chemistry does. Yeah. You can say chem, and you can say like in January, like man, like we was going out, we was hanging out, we was having a good time. Da, 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 da. But then like in December hit, like you know, we wasn't as like no, I don't, I don't see those the same way. And so right. for me, I when I hear people say like, oh, we got good chemistry. I'm just kind of like, okay, like that's it's a short time experience vibing with someone right. in the moment, right? Um, and and that's a that's a that's a more on a on a on a scale of connection. That's a little bit more um, shallow, a little bit more superficial. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean the connection is is not part of it. Mm-hmm. But when I think about compatibility, I'm using I'm in my mind. I'm like, okay, the it, it's enduring. It's right. a process. It's it's and, and it's and it's gonna take time also to fully assess. I think chemistry people jump the gun pretty quick. That's the other thing I want to yeah. say before I end. <laughs> chemistry people jump the gun. Oh, we have a great chemistry. Well, I think compatibility takes a little bit longer to assess. If you're being honest, yes. it takes a little bit longer yes, to it assess. Does. Yes. So yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know what you think, but I think that's how I kind of break it down. When I think about concrete, you know, well, when I think about compatibility, I think about something that's much more concrete, something you can really point to. You know, what are the areas where you are compatible? Well, we're compatible in our diets. We're compatible in our lifestyle. We're compatible in our parenting methods. Those are much more concrete areas where you can point to and see where you guys align. When it comes to chemistry, just like you said, it's very emotional. It's very moment to moment. It depends on where you are at that time. You can have great chemistry with somebody on, you know, 
on the the second date, but not have it on the first date because you know someone may be a little nervous. It's all dependent on where you both are at that time, where you are emotionally at that time. So if you are, if you're nervous, if you're anxious, well, that's going to interfere with the level of chemistry that you have with somebody. I know I've been on first dates, dates with people where it's like, yeah, you know, I wasn't really feeling. We didn't, I didn't, we didn't feel compatible. You know, the chemistry wasn't really there. Well, give them a second chance. You know, you never know. People are a little bit different yeah. on those first dates because they're, you know, they may be a little yeah. anxious, a little nervous. Nerves, yeah. Go out on a second date, and you know, it's a great second date because, yeah, they're a little bit more relaxed and they're a little bit more e- at ease. And now you can actually feel the chemistry. You can the the conversation flows better. Um, you know, everyone's smiling, everyone's just enjoying themselves. But chemistry, like you said, is fleeting because there can yeah. be times where. Your attitude is going to dictate the way that you connect with other people. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's what chemistry is. It's that it's the the way your your attitude and your your emotions um are connecting with someone else's attitude and emotions. But if they yeah. if those if those attitudes and emotions are in different places, that you're not gonna feel the chemistry in the same way. So those people who, like you said, jump the gun, who are really dependent on, well, I want to be with somebody who who I share great chemistry with. Okay, that's cool. You want to have that too. But recognize that's not going to be sustainable long term. You are gonna have the, you're gonna have good days and bad days. Yeah. And that's all you guys have is chemistry. Believe me, you are going to suffer. You're going really to bad. suffer. But the really thing bad, that can yeah. always bring it back home, the thing that makes it a little bit more concrete and stable, are the areas where you are compatible. Which is why I use the word enduring. Yes. When yes. talking about it's and about that's why I didn't argue with you. I didn't argue with you yeah. on that because yeah, it, 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 it is. is. Yeah. It is. And you know, as opposed to like we're saying, like that, that chemistry can shift. Look, and let's be honest, Reek, and and as 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 both married men and also marriage and family therapists, we also know that that is just par for the course for all relationships. Yeah. Like you, you love your partner, you you love your spouse, you you you're connected to them, but then there are times when they're not feeling you, or you're not feeling them, or right. they're is strife or there's strain but that doesn't so the vibe is off but it should never compromise the comp, the compatibility right. because that is the enduring part that is the part that's about the true connection yep you know what i mean um and and so that's why you know and i and i say this now like as a as 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 a much much older but it also makes sense as to why in previous generations where they're always telling young folks like hey calm down where they're like oh my gosh i found someone i think they're the love of my life or whatever <laughs> And it's not even just the lust. Now I get it now. It's like, it's like they're going off the vibe. Oh, I had such a great time with so-and-so. Right, right. And it's like, but that was in the context of having fun. Yeah, yeah. It's easy to you know, find chemistry with someone when you're not living with them. <laughs> I know. You like, know? I mean, exactly. when, when, you're, when you're seeing from week to week as opposed to day after day. Yeah, the chemistry the chemistry is great because we're both it's feeling amazing. good. We're looking forward to each to seeing each other. We're both excited are, about people, it. People are people are putting more effort in their appearance because you see the person once a week. So I, you bring exactly, in your game. Exactly. You know, the, the sex is off the hook. You know, well, you're only seeing each other <laughs> once a week. And so you've been building up all week long to get to this moment. And hey, yeah, you're all excited. Yeah. So it all seems great and fresh and and and, and exciting. And yeah, that's cool. At the beginning, right. that's, <laughs> at that's the cool. beginning, that's but, usually how it is. Like, yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, because yeah. because you, you hear that when people come into session, like you know, our at the beginning of our relationship, we we're doing this, we we're doing that. Yeah. You know, sex was crazy, blah blah blah, and then we moved in together. Yeah, yeah, because you built your entire you know early phase of your relationship around you know that that chemistry and that energy, but now on the day to day. There are other things you have to work on. That's where the compatibility really yep. comes into play. Now you're looking yep. at each other, you know, face to face, day after day, saying, "Okay, well, how come you're not doing this? Well, how come you're not doing yeah. that?" 
you know, when you're a little yeah, bit more compatible, true. you don't have to have as many conversations because you're both working towards the same kind of goals because you both have a similar worldview. 100%. You know, and that's what well you want to work towards. But if you're well only said. basing off that chemistry and that energy that you're feeling at the beginning, guess what? Correct. That's going to die off at some point and the reality is going have? to hit you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Now, now we're opposites attract. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how that works out. I'll see you back on my couch in six months. How about that? Yeah, 100%, yeah. man. No, as well said. I can't even follow up on that. That was like every <laughs> word that you said, like that was really spot on because like I've seen it too. I've mm -hmm. really seen it both personally and professionally in the um, in, in the therapy room. And so we just need people to just like really, you know, um, bunker down. Mm -hmm. um, I know, I know as we're, I know as we're wrapping up, you know, we, we always like to leave the audience with, you know, some noble truths. Yeah. And so, um, Brother Reek, what are what are a couple of noble truths we can we can leave the leave our lovely audience with, man? We said a lot today. Yeah, we said so. a whole lot, a whole lot. <laughs> we so said a lot. You may have so to go back through and listen to this a couple of times. I know, right? I would say my first noble truth is remember how important compatibility is to the health of your relationship. You know, yeah. it's one thing again to to look at someone and have you know good chemistry, but what about the interests? What similar interests do you guys share? Do you share enough interests? that you can both continue to enjoy time together as you move forward and if not remember there's still work you can do you can explore different and new, newer interests that you can share that can help to stabilize that relationship and that that sense of compatibility that's the first thing second thing is when you think about what it means to be compatible it's not just being complimentary Compl being complimentary means that you can fill in those areas where the other person may not be strongest but being compliment to be um complimentary not complimentary be compatible, compatible means actually sharing things in common that's the part you want to think about what do we actually share in common and we want to make sure that you know we are again i feel like i'm repeating myself just going back and exploring new things if we're not finding those areas that we really are compatible that's what i'm saying how about for you dr john what are your noble truths for this week uh, one, I I definitely want to stress like what we were saying just a couple of minutes ago, and that is um, be more clear about your understanding and the other person's understanding about the chemistry and then the compatibility. Right. Yeah. Talk through both. Yeah. I think and there's nothing wrong with talking through and understanding well what's their understanding of what chemistry is, what's the difference, but also like what compatibility is. That goes to like your very first point about like talk more about it. Yeah. Like I think we yeah. should be talking yes. about ways that we're compatible. Yes. I and I want to say the other noble truth is, um, and it's because I see it all the time and I stress it all the time, and that is folks, um it's kind of two parts. One, create time and space to highlight the ways that you are compatible with your partner mm -hmm. is a very healthy thing to do it shows support it shows connection it shows appreciation and also find time to talk through the ways that you are you guys are not compatible yeah but please let me put a disclaimer here when you talk about the times where you are not compatible do not get defensive and angry because it's not an indication that your love is right. lost or your relationship yeah that relationship is is going down the drain it's, it's a very important thing to talk through. Just change your attitude about how you are relating to the conversation. It and how much work you have death. to do. And how yeah. much, you're going to have to and work. it's okay. You just have to work yeah. a little bit harder. You have to work a little bit harder when you're not very compatible with your mate than people who are more compatible. And you it's have to put okay. More work. And, that's, yeah. and it's okay. Yeah. You thought that's this was going to be easy? Like, you just thought it was going to yeah. be easy to sit back and just let it happen? No. Yeah. You have to put, you have to put a lot of intention and effort into making your relationship more solid and work and if you're if you're not as compatible that takes more work don't be afraid of it it's okay don't be afraid of it right yeah. and don't panic don't don't know? panic don't panic 
Yeah. Or so, otherwise, just come sit down and talk with us. We'll help you out. Nah, that's that's it. part I of mean, our job. We'll help you yeah, out with that. Exactly, brother. <laughs> no, I mean, so that's my noble truths, bro. Okay. Well, it is time for us to wrap this part of the show up. So, Dr. John, please let the people know where they can find out more about you and what you got going on. Ah, uh, man. Uh, always feel free to come check out what we're doing at kingsoftheheart.com. Um, we have an amazing year ahead of us, and so we're going to be doing a lot of great stuff. Always come out, show some love to the website. Check out our podcast. Uh, we are all over major uh, stream platforms, so it's like really amazing. We've come a long way. Um, also, you can feel free to hit me up at um, come check out the work we're doing clinically at rccmaryland.com. Um, also doing some great work, um, you know, um, in terms of uh, racial justice, social justice, as I do a lot of work with the Beer Institute of Justice. Man. Yeah. So that's where you can find me. Yep. And you can check me out at also kingsoftheheart.com, insightmft.com. That's my private practice website. Or just check me out at TyricoMariWalton.com, which kind of connects to everything that we got going on. Got some new projects we're working on right now. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk more about that in the coming weeks. Um, in the meantime, like John said, continue listening to the podcast on all the different streaming platforms, and you can just find us worldwide. That's what we do. Brother yeah. John, good hey, to see brother. you, man. Had a good, good time you with you always. today. Amazing time. What yes, a great yes, topic, yes. brother. And I hope, hope the uh, listeners took a lot away from it. So you guys, I do. enjoy yourselves. Enjoy the show. Go back and listen to old shows, and we'll check yeah. you out next time. Definitely, definitely, man. Y'all take care, folks. All right, guys. Peace. Peace.